Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Oh, come on, Radiant Church. Let's give Jesus our best praise. Oh, man, he deserves it all. So awesome, awesome, awesome. You guys can go ahead and be seated, which can we give it up? We're going to just, if you're okay with it, we're going to have a little bit of a clap session here for a couple of minutes just because we got honor to give where it's due. And so first off, can we give it up for our worship teams? Man, they work tirelessly. Um, which if you don't follow We Are Radiant Worship, there is something in the pipeline that get ready, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, but I also want to uh, just welcome a special group of you guys, uh, really here at South Tampa and really at every location. And that's those of you that are joining us for the very first time, man. We do not take that for granted. It is a massive deal that on a weekend where you could have chose not to come, you could have chose to do something else, you made a decision to be at church today. And we're just so thankful for you. We hope that it's been an amazing experience from the parking lot to where you're sitting right now. And uh, let's give it up for our guest, uh, which is just awesome. And then um, also, man, I can't, as he said, I have the amazing honor. I don't, I don't know how it happened, but I just, a few years ago as we started launching locations, um, man, I just kind of took over uh, launching those, and it's been a joy. It is one of my favorite things on the planet. I've been at all of you guys, every single one of your launch days. I'm usually at one of your guys' location on Sunday, but I want to, South Tampa, I want it to be super loud. Let's welcome all of our locations that have just joined us. We've got St. Petersburg there. We've got Brandon. We've got the Heights. Woo! Oh, we've got some Heights here, which is awesome. So they're always bouncing around. And then um, also your location pastors, give it up. If you're at one of our locations watching this uh, via video, give it up for your location pastor because they... Love you guys so much. I get to spend a ton of time with those guys. They are always praying for you. Everything they do is to think with you in mind. and every It's just amazing. So if you haven't got to connect with those guys, uh, then make sure and do that. And then lastly, we've got to give ultimate honor where it's due to our pastor, Pastor Aaron Burke and Katie. Come on, welcome them online. They're going to watch this. It's going to be amazing. If you're new here, Pastor Aaron and Katie, they launched the church almost seven years ago. It'll be seven years in September, and they're the best lead pastors on the planet, and it's just amazing. He's been on a sabbatical, which has been planned for really over a year, so it's not due to COVID or anything, and uh, has been able to spend a ton of time with God and his family. And for those of you that follow him on social media, uh, got to see uh, some of the RV trip, uh, which I can only imagine how fun that was uh, for those kiddos and for him. And uh, so it's going to be awesome awesome to have him back. He'll be preaching on uh, August the 2nd, starting a new series, which you'll be seeing more about next weekend. But with all of that said, we have actually been in a series uh, um, out of the book of Psalms. It's Psalm 23, and man, has this been an amazing series or what? It's actually, I believe, the longest standing series at Radiant Church, which is which is cool, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, you know, every single week has been good, and I'm just thankful to be able to pick up in verse 5 today, uh, which is going to be good. But before we get into verse 5, I actually want to just read... Uh, the whole passage just to kind of bring us all up to speed. Maybe you've 
been here and you've watched every week or you've watched online, which we're so thankful for those of you that are watching online. You're amazing. Um, uh, maybe you've missed a couple weeks. So just to kind of give us the context of the whole passage here, it says this in Psalm 23, starting in verse 1, that the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And this is the verse we're going to be digging into today, verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. And then last, surely your love, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Man, what a promise in Psalm 23 that we have. Will you join me in praying before we get too far into this? Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And just much like David, as he wrote this in a time of turmoil and a time of uncertainty and a time of struggle, he wrote this book or wrote this passage. And we just today in 2020, where life is uncertain and struggle is there and things are a little crazy, Lord, we trust you knowing that you have our best interests in mind and the best is truly yet to come. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. oh, come on, every location, everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Well, um, I'm, I'm super pumped to get into this today. I've been like, I have gotten like a PhD in uh Psalm 23, and even more specifically, uh, verse 5. And so this is my, this is the commitment I made in prayer to the Lord that I promise I am not going to nerd out on National Geographic or my parents, Wildcrats um, out there, you know. So we're going to have to get a little bit because it's so good. But it is not just about Peep here. Even though he makes an appearance every week, he's been a special guest, and we love him so much. It's going to be for you and your life. This message is going to change your life because it's the Word of God, and it's going to be awesome. But before we get into that, I want to just start. It's exegetical, which if you haven't been tracking with the series, that's, there's, there's kind of two things. Topical, which is like a theme, and then exegetical, which is line by line. And uh, we do both. So if you love it, man, glad you're here. If you hate it, it'll probably be topical next month. So just, just keep buckled in. But today it starts off with um, that you prepare a table before me. Now, I don't know about you, but I love food. And so, and I know based on my very lean physique that uh, you would think that I make really great choices. I wear a jacket to hide the chub. I'm working on it. I'm, 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 shout out to our South Tampa Cafe coach. He's got me counting macros and doing more workouts than I've ever done in my life. And man, I, I'm down to like 1,500 calories a day. Do you know how angry I am at the end of the night? Like, I'm like, man, I, I'm, you start counting calories, and you get very intentional about what you're going to eat. So um, all that to say, I love food, love steak dinners, but I, I believe, you know, that there is some preparation that the Lord does before us, right? And so every time I'm pumping my gas at Wawa because it's the best gas station on the planet, love those guys, man. They, they know how, they know customers, they're the Chick-fil-A of gas stations, 
and they have these king sides, which my brother-in-law, um, he, he loves them too. He texts me about it. They have these king size zebra cake made by little Debbie. And I'm not gonna lie. Like, again, I was, for those of you, a moment of vulnerability. You know, in church, you need to be, take the mask off, have some vulnerability, have some transparency. I was a husky-wearing Wrangler, Levi's, jeans. Like, I was, you know, I, my mom kept me in sports, so I was never like full-on roly-poly, but I was a husky kid and still am today, you know, just a short little stump of a kid, um, husky, and I love little Debbie. And uh, little Debbie was my best friend growing up, and now every so often I will indulge in a king-size zebra cake from Wawa. Now, I have stopped buying the full box. Because, you know, today it's like, man, I buy organic chicken and grass-fed beef and produce that I'm going to throw away a few days later because it's past the date. So I can't be throwing a box of Little Debbie in there. They, they're judging me. So I, I just, you know, I cruise in, especially with the mask in Wawa, got the, got the Little Debbie, do it. And, and it fulfills you for about 35 seconds. But, man, that's the best 35 seconds ever. The Lord prepares a table before us. I, um, I actually introduced my sons finally, because my wife did not grow up eating Little Debbie. We, we had different backgrounds in many ways. And um, so I introduced them to the king of all Little Debbie, the Christmas tree cake. You know, it's seasonal, but the legacy, I just, I did my part. The legacy will live on. So... But the table, it's good for us to know because Peep the sheep over here is not eating little Debbie. Um, so, but it's really cool to look into the scripture because the table actually does refer to a place that this little guy is going to be munching down on some of the best of the best. But just so we understand some of the context of the scripture, uh, the table actually refers to uh, a, really a geogra geographical term. It is basically a plateau. And so there's a picture there where you can kind of see the idea, um, you know, it's, it's full-on Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit going on over here. And, and what's really cool, this was actually really cool for me personally, uh, even reading through some of this over the last few weeks, is that out of verse 4, the Dark Valley, which we learned about last week, is the reason, so this is a journey. So these little guys, they live on a farm or a ranch or they've got like a home, uh, but they journey to this table this place, this plateau during the summer. And it's kind of like their summer vacation. And so they have to walk through these valleys to get to the top of the table. And so maybe today you're still in the middle of the dark valley, but can I tell you that if you're in the dark valley, it just means that you're on the route to the table. So that's a side note. You can, you know, that's one of those addendum things that you could just plug away and hold on to it as you need to. But the table is prepared. Now, this is crucial to understand because we got a good God that the table is actually prepared before us is what the scripture said. So the shepherd will actually, before little peep gets on the road uh, to the table, the the shepherd will take a few preliminary trips, you know, two, three, four trips, clear away any bush, any trees that have fallen. He'll make sure the watering holes are pristine. He'll, he'll take away um, any poisonous weeds, all the good stuff. He literally will prepare the table before little peep has to go. And which is amazing. So get that, that God's always preparing. 
He's preparing ultimately a place for us in heaven, but he's preparing your next season, your next job, your, your, the relationship that you've been waiting on, the, the, the promotion that you're looking for, the fulfillment in your life, the identity of, of who God is in your life and the calling that you have. Like he's preparing a place for you. He's a good God. He's a good shepherd. Now, because we're going line by line, we can't miss out on the next little phrase here in the presence of our enemies. Now, poor little Peep here does have some enemies, and even though he's a he's a mega machine that can stand up to any fight, unfortunately, he loses most of them. Um, you know, they've got coyotes, they've got mountain lions, they've got literally like alpha males just looking for little Peep on the sidelines, and unfortunately, those are real enemies for him, and he has to realize that there's enemies. Now, there's an interesting part of the enemy for a little peep here. And that is that most of the time, the sheep that are attacked by these enemies, by these coyotes, by these mountain lions, by all of these predators, is that they are attacked when they are found in isolation. So the, the interesting part about the enemy, which we're going to dig into our enemy briefly, but, but peep has some enemies, but if he can realize that his, and it's in your notes like this, that my uh, distance, it's a little bit down, but my distance from the shepherd causes my defeat. And, and for those of you that are like, man, you missed like five points. I'm going to actually retrofit it back in. I just, you know, they, they, make these, they make us get these notes in like super early in the week. And, you know, I, for my Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENFP. Like, I'm like, man, you know, you give me like the, the bump me up to the finish line, and that's where I thrive. Um, so, but this idea of the enemy, which we have. So we've got to realize that, that we have an enemy. Actually, in your notes, um, it says it like this, that I have, and I want you to write it as I. I wanted it to be super personal. I have a real enemy. It's crucial for us to know that. Because for some of you, you've grown up in church. Others of you haven't. So let's look at two, really quickly, let's look at two big ends of the spectrum. One is the devil is behind every bush. You know, it's like, man, I stubbed my toe, the devil. You know, I'm, I'm broke, the devil. My, ca my car, believe it or not, it went empty again, the devil. You know, my kids, they don't listen, the devil. She broke up with me again, man, the devil's against me. No, you just report relationships. This is a different topic for a different day. Like the devil, but, but at the same time, so the devil isn't behind every bush. Like we are adults, we're human beings. Uh, there's an element to discipline and responsibility that we have to lean into, which is a different message for a different day. However, we can't like make it seem like there's no devil at all. Like he, we do have a real enemy. So the, under, the other end of the spectrum is those of us that are like basically thinking as of the enemy or the devil as the tooth fairy. You know, it's like this vague idea. It's like, ooh, you know, the devil. And so the, the key is here is that we've got to realize that they, we have an enemy. The Bible refers to him as the devil. There's, he's real. But, and this is the key, is that we are not here to give him any credit. He, he is not the opposite of God. For so, many, for so long, even as a kid, I remember thinking like, oh man, you got light and you got dark, you got good and you got evil, you've got God and you've got the devil. No, 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 no. God is the creator of the universe. By his voice, he said, let there be light. And because he's never said stop, we have the sun shining on us today that he created everything. 
The devil is a created being who actually in scripture got cast out of heaven, out of the, out of, out of the presence of God because of his own issues. And so now he's him and his little minions that got cast out with him. They, their whole purpose on planet earth is to distract you and me from God's purposes because they know that they have to live in hell, like away from God. And so, yes, we have an enemy, but we're not giving him any credit. He's a punk. He's below our feet. We serve a greater God. And so we're going to take it back to elementary school really quickly. Um, and, and capital G-O-D, God is greater than the devil. I need you to believe that. I need to believe that because sometimes if I'm honest with myself, I have given the enemy more credit than he deserves. And so even if you don't believe it, write it down, say it. Like God is for me and he is greater than the enemy. So let's dig back into Pete for a minute because we're going to move on to the fun part of this passage. We're going to move on to, you anoint my head with oil. I think, uh, Pastor David, I think there's a song about that. Like, you know, it's just like, that is like, man, we're getting to the good stuff. We've, we've gotten to the table. We know we've got all this green grass. We're living in our summer vacation. The table's been prepared before us. Though we've got some enemies around us, we've kind of clarified that long as we're close to the shepherd, they're not going to attack us. As long as we're close to the flock, which is in your notes, that when you can't see the shepherd, remember to stay close to the flock. You know, you might be in a season where you feel like God is, is, is distant to some extent, which is usually on me or us. It's not really God's doing when we feel distance. But sometimes we can't see the shepherd, so remember to stay close to the flock. Stay close to your small group. Like, actually do it, man. Like, even virtually. You know, today your location pastor highlighted the dream team. And can I tell you that the dream team is so much bigger than, than getting stuff ready for church? Like, that's a part of it. There's, there's amazing things that happen. And so I'm so thankful for our host teams and our creative teams and experience teams and worship teams and kids teams because they really are making a difference. But can I tell you that at the end of the day, it is about you and you connecting with a community of people that you're going to stay close to the flock. Because remember, when, when Peep is over here alone, the enemy is targeting him. But the, the enemy's not targeting Pete when he's close to the shepherd and when he's in the flock. It's isolation that causes the enemy attack more. Because again, he's, he is a bully. He's a punk. He, he's not going to... He's, he, he knows um, that he's not bigger than, than the flock and bigger than our shepherd. So when we can't see the shepherd, remember to stay close to the flock. Now, moving into anointing your head with oil, which is the, just the beautiful part of this scripture, is, but I need to go a little bit National Geographic, a little bit Wildcrats for a minute because uh, it's huge. It's actually like a good lesson. So Peep here, though he's in paradise, He's in the table. He's on the table that has been prepared for him. The, the shepherd is making sure the enemies are at bay. But this little guy, though he's in paradise, unfortunately, he has pests around him. He, there's, there's actually a really historical thing where the, the flies in the, on, on these tables will swarm around. Because it's summertime. You know, we'll, we'll take a break for a minute because we live in Florida. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like, there, we live in the land of paradise. People work their entire lives to move to where we live. 
And it's amazing. Like, I, even personally, like my wife and I, we just moved into a new house right before lockdown at the end of February. And we took a smaller house, but it came with a pool. So we were like, yes. And it's, it's our own little paradise. You know, it's got pavers and a little pool. I've got a whole, like, outdoor grill area set up. And I've been learning how to grill and, and beefing up my grill game. And it's been amazing and, and trying to get better at that. And our boys are swimming. We're even in the middle of a pandemic and a lockdown. The Lord knew that pool has saved our lives, um, which is a separate story. But there, there is a little bit of slice of paradise for us in that backyard. But can I tell you that I have been awakened to the flies that are the size of drones in Florida. I mean, those dudes are swarming, and they are, they are right around me. I actually recently invested in a fly swatter. You know, some of you, I haven't seen a fly swatter since my grandmother's house in rural Alabama. Like, my, my wife was like, what is that thing? And I was like, well, you know, you smack the bub. She's like, that is the most disgusting thing ever. And then you just, like, he just kind of gets wiped off. Like, you know, there's, there's, there are pests in your notes in my paradise. There's pest in Peep's paradise. Now let's apply that a little bit. Maybe, you know, you're not like off, off, the, off the tracks. Like you're heading in the right direction. Like you're, you're in your small group, man. You're serving on the dream team. You've got some good Christian community around you. You know, all of these things. But there's, there's some flies swarming around your nose. You know, it's like these little nuisances, these little ankle biter issues that just hold us back. It could be things like insecurity. It could be things like just a little bit of fear. It could be things like an addiction to uh, nothing crazy, but just even social, like you're just wasting your time. You know, it could be anything. Um, and, and so oil is going to be the antidote to that. Before we get into too much of that, I want to highlight another potential problem that our, our boy Peep here has. In paradise, like it really is paradise. The table's been set before him and, and prepared before him. But there is a massive infectious disease, unfortunately, um, that little peep here is prone to. And it's called scab. And scab, unfortunately, spreads very quickly. And it can take out a whole flock. So, you know, say, say peeps, bro, Jack gets it. Like Jack just spreads it around. Like, and this whole infectious disease spreads by physical contact and all of that, which I was like, man, this is hitting a little too close to home. You know, I'm like, man, like, yeah, like, so if you're watching later, 2020 is a weird year, um, and it's crazy, but anyway, that's, we're not here to talk about all that stuff. So scab is, uh, you know, it can be kind of translated to us as, like, sin, as, like, issues, as unresolved issues in our lives, like, like the deeper stuff, you know, like, the nuisance of the flies, they kind of swarm around again, it's the little things, it's the flicking someone off when you're in traffic, like, you know, like, that's not, like, the end of the world, right, we've all done it, we've all had it done to us, I haven't done it in a very long time, so, you know, it's like the little issues, so that's the flies, and what the flies do is they actually, yeah, they lay eggs on the nose, the, the, the eggs turn into larvae, they climb up the nasal passages, and, and they just, like, irritate the sheep. The sheep, you know, he shakes his head. It's just irritating and uncomfortable. Scab is a bigger issue, man. Scab is, like, taking these dudes out. Like, they're, you know, they can die, but they just live, they live infected. They live with disease in their life. And so the wool will begin to fall off, all of that stuff. So you anoint my head with oil is crucial to us understanding what it meant for the sheep, and what it means for us. So what the, the shepherd would do is he would actually put 
oil on the nose of Peep here for the fly issue. He just, you know, hey, Peep, man, it's going to be okay, bro. We've got you. Got some oil on the nose. But as the shepherd notices that, dude, you've got scab. Like scab, again, it's a bigger issue. It's like it's a real deal problem. That The only effective antidote, much like the nose, oil is the antidote. In your notes, you can say it like this, that I need oil to overcome. So Peep here has oil to overcome the flies that are trying to land on his nose, and then he needs oil. Oil is the only effective antidote for this dude's scab. And so what the shepherd will do with scab is, you know, because he's a good shepherd, I think they put him over their neck, but I'll just carry him in my hands for a minute. You know, and he's kicking and screaming because he doesn't know what's going on and why, why, why. And, and the shepherd will have a dip tank full of oil. And again, this is the only antidote for this guy's recovery from scab. This is his only hope for the issues that he's dealing with is the oil tank. And so the, sh- the, the shepherd will kind of throw him in there because he's kicking and screaming and he doesn't want to do it and he wants to do his own thing. And fully submerged, the sheep will rest in the oil and be pulled out. And again, the shepherd is fully aware of what's going on. The sheep doesn't understand. The sheep is just uncomfortable and not living his best life at all. And the shepherd knows exactly what he needs, exactly what the, the problem is and how to fix it. And even more importantly, the sheep doesn't know this, but he's been submerged in oil. But then the shepherd will actually look at, look at little Peep here and, and he'll meticulously with his hand begin to anoint the head with oil. Because scab is most prominent around the head. And man, I'm not even joking that as I was praying this week for this message, I can't tell you, and maybe it's just me, but I believe that the biggest battlefield of our day is up here, guys. Like the battlefield of the mind is problematic. Like the self-talk, the identity issues, the trying to figure out what our calling is, being so, like comparing ourselves, like the list goes on. We're dealing with things like depression and anxiety and addictions, like deep addictions that, that are generational, like that our parents dealt with and our grandparents dealt with. And God is trying to dip us in some oil so that we can overcome because he didn't pay the great price of his life so that we could live infected, so that we could live a mediocre ochre life you're more valuable than that and so we need oil to overcome oil is the antidote so let's let's make it really really practical for a moment and the worship team's going to join me and we're just going to we're going to we're going to make space for the lord to i believe the lord is going to meet us individually here and he's going to dip you in oil today like because oil Pastor Aaron has taught us so well uh, through, through the scriptures, you can just see uh, that oil is always symbolic of the Holy Spirit, which is crucial for our understanding. Now, I know that, you know, we come from different backgrounds of church and maybe no church and different, different thoughts. So let me just make it really, really uh, based on scripture. Like, this isn't a hocus pocus thing. Like, this isn't weird. Like, God is not weird. The Holy Spirit's not weird. You know who's weird? People. People are, people are weird, not, not the Lord. And so he says this in John 16. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. They're like, bro, we thought you were about to buy a mansion in Jerusalem, and we were going to set up shop, man. Like, and he's like, this is his response to them thinking that they just 
connected with the greatest influencer of all time. And he says this, guys, you guys don't get it. He says, but very truly I tell you, it is good for you that I am going away. This is Jesus again speaking. Unless I go, unless Jesus goes, which he did, away, the advocate cannot come to you or to us. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now we believe that Jesus conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered the grave. He rose on the third day. He, he ascended up to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. He's been praying for you and me for, for centuries, for this moment maybe. And he sent us the Holy Spirit. He sent us the oil to overcome. See, because a good shepherd doesn't look at the sheep and go, man, dude, you're full of scab. I wish you would have gotten lost on the valley. Like, dude, why didn't you just fall off that dark valley, man? I, I should have kicked you off, you know? No, that is not what the shepherd's saying. The shepherd's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna give this poor little, the sheep, my child, the one that I've invested my time, that I, that I made, that I, that I see the purpose. And I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that, that I get this sheep back to its full potential. I'm gonna anoint its head with oil. I'm gonna rub oil on its nose. I'm gonna do everything I can because this sheep needs me. Like this God is for you. Like he's not wishing you away because you got some scab. He wants to help you. He wants to help you. But we, the only thing, just as I did, he did not have to do anything to be dipped in oil. I, I set up the oil tank. I've got the oil. I've got the tank. I've got tanks on tanks of oil. And I, I picked him up. I carried him over there. He didn't have to walk. He didn't have to climb some kind of little sheep ladder to the table. He didn't have to prepare anything to get into the tank of oil. All he had to do was let me carry him. He, I did all the work so that he could have the oil that he needed to overcome. And much like us today, God's not frustrated with you. He's not asking you to, man, I need you to clean up this and I need you to clean up that and I need you to stop talking like this. I need you to do all, that's, that's the word, the theological word for that is sanctification, which is gonna kind of come in a process until Jesus comes back, amen. So he's not looking for perfection today. He's looking for your availability. He's looking for you to say, God, I don't know the answer to my addiction. I don't know the, I don't know how to overcome this insecurity. I, I don't know how to focus when I'm praying. I don't know what verses of the Bible to read and what Bible plan to start with, but God, I'm trusting you. Would you just dip me in oil? Would you just submerge me? And so we're, I would love for us to just stand and, and just in a moment of surrender, whatever you want to do, just I would in a posture to receive. Would you, as, as Ashton begins to sing, because some of you are in a dark place. You're, you're in the dark valley. You feel like you got scab all over you. I've felt that way. I've been in that season. And there's an end to every season. You will walk out of the dark valley. It's just availability. It's just submission. So if you feel comfortable, close your eyes. And in this moment, this is not you just at church. This is you and the Lord. This is the Lord dipping you in oil. This is the Lord rubbing oil over that nose so that those nuisances don't get to you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this moment. We ask you to speak. We ask you to meet us at every location. They're in St. Pete, Lord, at Brandon, 
and heights here in South Tampa. We pray, we ask you, Holy Spirit, we trust you that, that just as Jesus said to the disciples that it's better that he goes so that the advocate can come. We invite you into our lives, Holy Spirit. We invite you to, to dip us in oil. We know it's the oil that will overcome. Come on, Radiant Church, across every location. Let's, let's pursue God. Just let God speak to you in this moment. You can have it all. thank you today. Just where you're standing, just in a, a continuing in a posture of, of just receiving from the Lord. Would you just, and you can pray in your own words, you can follow along with me, but just, let's just, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you that you meet us where we are. We thank you that if it's the nuisance of flies around our nose and the little ankle biter issues that we're dealing with, God, would you, would you anoint us with oil? Would you give us your Holy Spirit? Would you help us, God? And for those of us that are dealing with some larger things, Lord, we're dealing with unresolved issues. We're dealing with stuff from our childhood. We're dealing with legitimate addictions. We're dealing with failed relationships on a deep level, Lord. We ask you to submerge us today and we ask you to submerge us tomorrow and let us live in your Holy Spirit. If you call us to a fast, we'll do it. If you ask us to be vulnerable, uh, if you, whatever you want, Lord, dip us in oil. Anoint our heads with oil today. Oh God, we love you so much. We're so thankful that even when we're stubborn sheep, that you're a good shepherd, God. That while you were in heaven looking down, Lord, while we were still sinners, God, you didn't ask us to do anything. You didn't ask us to pick our bags up and meet you halfway. God, while we were sinners, Christ, you died for us. And we're so thankful for that. Lord, we don't take that for granted. We love you, Jesus. We honor you today. And we believe, we trust in your promises that you will continue the work that you've started in us, Lord, until it's completion. Lord, because you're the author and the perfecter of our faith, you know us intimately. We love you, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. If you would just stay standing just for a moment because there's a little special group of people in the room. and. You know, I was this guy 13 years ago in the back row of a young adult auditorium on a Wednesday night um, on drugs, like church service on drugs. You know, I didn't know, I wasn't a church kid, so I didn't know the rules. And um, and I had, I mean, if you would have said, hey, why'd you go? I would not have said anything about God. Like, I just didn't know. There was, all I can say, 13 years later, it's the same story. I was a kid who had a massive hole on the inside of me that I tried to fill with everything else, and I couldn't figure out how to fill it. And so on a whim, I didn't know a Christian on the planet, and not one. If they, if they were, they didn't tell me. 
and I was waiting table. I was a freshman in college. I was waiting tables at TGI Fridays, and there was one busboy, man, that he was he was godly, and he would come in with his church group, and he would, you know, share his faith. And one night I said, hey, man, can I come to your church? Two weeks later, again, on drugs, I show up, and he didn't tell him. He clearly didn't know the difference, right? But even in my mess, God met me in that auditorium and my now has it been perfect no it's 13 years later i'm working on deeper issues that i didn't even know i had then but god saved me that day he redirected my path he set me on a trajectory that though it's not perfect he is with me and so some of us in the room today you've never made that decision you've never made that step into a relationship with god you've never made that step forward to say yes to Jesus. Again, he's not asking you to do anything else other than take a step of saying yes and belief in him. And so just out of respect, I'm gonna ask everyone to close your eyes and, and bow your heads. And if that's you, if you wanna make a decision like, Bobby, man, I, I, I want, man, I wanna know this God you've been talking about. I wanna know the, the God that saved you personally. Like, man, I'm, I'm ready for that. At every location, whether, whether it's for the first time or maybe it's for the first time in a long time that you just wanna reconnect to the Lord, that I'm gonna ask you to just lift your hand. It's a simple yet dis significant decision. And just really quickly, and, and I'm gonna count it down so you can lift it up and let it back down because we wanna pray for you. So if that's you on the count of three, just lift up that hand saying yes to God. One, two, three. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. There's hands going up. I'm, I'm positive there's hands at the locations here at South Tampa. There's multiple hands going up. And so I would love for our church to pray this prayer. Let's support those that just made that decision. If you would just follow me in this prayer. Father, we thank you. You met us exactly where we are today. And we're thankful that you've offered free salvation. That all we have to do is say yes to the King of Kings. Yes to Jesus. Lord, we give you our lives today. We make a decision to say no to the world and the things we've been living for and yes to a relationship with Jesus. Would you forgive us today of our sin? Would you lead us into a new life with you? Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, that you paid the ultimate price so that we could have life and life more abundantly. We just give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, oh, come on. There's decisions made all over the place. Let's give it up. The Bible says that heaven is rejoicing at one decision for Christ. We just celebrate you guys. Thank you. Believe in great things for you guys. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.